This generation under so much pressure Held to a standard impossible to measure Without guys, they suffer No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother Not the fin for the one in the mirror Self-image distorted, can't get no clearer Damn, lost souls devoured by the streets Ain't no fairy tales or yellow bricks By their feet, only crack vials and shell casings Looking for hope, but they still waiting And I implore you to never give up And like Pac said, uh Keep your head up and when your back's up against the wall Keep your boots to the ground and stand tall Hold on and be strong And go against all odds, uh And keep your faith in God Liberated Minds, episode number eight. This episode is talking about 4th of July. You know it better as 4th of July. Today's spotlight? Today's spotlight is uh, Precious Moments Banquet Hall located in uh, Berlin, New Jersey. That's 130 White Horse Pike and specialize in uh, catering and uh, banquets for any occasion, from graduation parties, baby showers, weddings, or just want to rent the hall and have a party. So if you're ever in South Jersey area, please go and check them out. As uh, Wally stated, we're talking about the 4th of July. And also we're going to uh, also incorporate how uh, this year's Juneteenth showed a moment of hope for our community. So let's uh, jump right into that uh, topic. So the first question is, uh, there are some skin folk that believe there is nothing wrong with celebrating the 4th of July. What would you say to them? Well, me personally, I think that's just pure ignorance. Now, for young children who don't know any better, I'm telling them the story of uh, the true story and significance of it. They're probably not going to retain that information because how young they are. So I don't look at things like that. When I see adults that know better or should know better, it lets me know that they are they are they accept they accept the true history of what happened and they're willing to go forward with it with ignorance. So to me. It used to frustrate me at some point, but now it doesn't frustrate, frustrate me anymore because I look at it as I'm going to let them be them and live in ignorant, ignorance, but I'm not going to live that way. So it's just confusing to me. I, I feel the same. Um, especially in today, one thing uh, Trump said, he said that he made Juneteenth popular and everyone laughed at him. But you know what? I give him credit. Because it took his administration to come in to wake people up and finally take, you know, a sense of pride in our liberation-ish, as everyone says, free-ish. So um, <laughs> I also saw an episode of Blackish that highlighted Juneteenth um, about two years ago. So I find that interesting that it is coming more to public eye. So once the public became aware of that, I believe that it's all right. Right now, you know your truth. So, if you choose to celebrate the Fourth of July in conjunction, I don't understand. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. But uh, like Brother Wale just pointed out, um, can't let that upset us. Can't let it stop our movement. So, hopefully, with time, sense comes as well. But yeah, definitely, I think that. Um, there, there are some confused people, but like I said, um, maybe with time, they'll, they'll, they'll mature. Um, I agree with both of you guys. Um, but really, uh, in conversation on June, um, Juneteenth, um, I had a few conversations with different people of color, and some people didn't even know about Juneteenth. It was just like, what? Like, you don't know, like, that you weren't, that you were freed on this day, but you, you know, you celebrate 4th of July, you have your kids dressed down, t-shirts, socks, you know, nails, all types of stuff. And, um, but they, they, a lot of people were unaware. Um, so I think a lot of people are okay with the American tradition as it is and with all the traditions I think a lot of people are that has been embedded in them and but definitely is uh, something that we must change and I think with more awareness and and continuing the tradition 
and moving forward, I think a lot of people will probably uh, start to change their views. Yeah, I mean, uh, that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. How about you, James? What you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think this goes back to the earlier episode when we were discussing conforming. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of falls in line with that, where some people feel obligated to participate in a holiday like the 4th of July just because they they don't want to be that one person out of their group that's like the scapegoat that they're not celebrating and they're not wearing their old Navy American flag shorts or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one of those situations where they just want to, you know, go along. I mean, get along, go along just to get along instead of like, you know, actually celebrating based on fact and what the actual history is. So I think that's what it comes down to for me, but I agree with um, y'all when y'all say like, Regardless, you can't get too upset. You just got to let them do what they do. Let them be who they are. And we just got to be over here rocking the way we rock with the facts and what what, it, what really is going on out here. Well, they don't, <laughs> they, I was going to say they don't know who they are. So it's hard yeah. to say let them be who they are. They have no identity. They don't identify with nothing. They identify with a lie. That's the easiest thing to do to go. So, you know, my father always said, he said the easiest thing in the world to be is a sheep. The most difficult thing in the world to be is a shepherd. He always said that. So when people follow trends, I don't go with the wave. I make the curve. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear people say things like that and they accept it, they accept that type of information, knowing the opposite is the, is the truth. It just lets me know who I'm dealing with. So I used to it used to frustrate me a lot. So now I just I just let it go. So I'm called a Grinch every time I bring it up or bring up any relevant topic. For example, Christmas or so-called Thanksgiving or whatever. I'm the Grinch in the house all the time. And I'm like, well, I'm just le- I'm trying to tell you. I'm letting you know. Hands down. And, and speaking of that, this is that's interesting that you said um, you mentioned Christmas because this with Juneteenth, like the the relevance of it and the mainstream. It reminded me of when Kwanzaa became a known thing. It's it was um, first actually with Kwanzaa, a lot of people poked fun at Kwanzaa because they didn't actually know the roots of from uh, of which it came from and exactly the meaning behind each day. So um, and it was it was made it was created here in like the '60s. It was like 1966 or '67, something like that. But um, I find that interesting that we do we do look to I don't want to say distance ourselves from um, the main holidays, but what we do I think it's more of looking for a sense of purpose, and, and I do believe that, like you guys said, once you have that knowledge of self, you're able to accept these things rather than just jump on the wave. Or do you think that I, – I heard what you said, and I, and I feel I feel that. But do you think that some people specifically don't celebrate anything other than European holidays? For example, it could be, a, let's say, a Black History Month. People talk about – they talk about two people all, all 28 days. You know, and another person may say, how come you don't talk about this person and talk about that person? Maybe they don't know. But even when you put them on, like, how could you mention uh, the Honorable Malcolm X and don't mention the Honorable Marcus Garvey first or even talk about him? So the thing about the Christmas, people accept that because it's an easier story to accept. It's hard to say, you know, the true story of St. Nicholas, the brother, he come down your chimney and he not getting aired out by somebody, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So it has to be a white Santa Claus. It makes it easier. So, but when you give through that information, it's like a smack in the face. It hurts them and it stings, you know? So it's, it's hard for people to accept it. So they say, you know what? I'm just gonna go with the curve. It makes it, it, makes it difficult for the understanding. And, and, and not only that, the, the, this association from the, um, the fact that they raped of, of our cultures and of um, 
just you know just just being who we are um and that just that just goes it goes that just goes to show how deep their 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 violence and their and, and their manipulation against us was like that to this day you have been confronted with the truth but yet you still choose to go with the lie mm. that's deep mm. that's that's some deep psychological manipulation definitely and you know uh one of the most evil words in the in the dictionary, I believe, for us, for our community, is easy. Because easy always it seems to be the first choice. There's not a lot of people that want to take that that long, arduous path. They'd rather go down the easy path and just be like, okay, everybody else is doing it, so let's do this. Uh, the, the Christmas story, oh, okay. It makes, it makes sense because it makes sense to everybody else. That's fine. Even though, like, if you go to the actual book that the the source material, Christmas should actually be celebrated in the summertime. But that's another story for another day. But I saw saw the same thing about Valentine's Day. That brutal day. You know, the Mm -hmm. the true history of it. The true... I'm talking uh, true gladiator... uh, (laughs) meaning of uh valentine's and that history when you not told us oh you're just trying to you don't want anybody to be in love (laughs) (laughs) you know like come on people used to always say that i said once i learned it it's hard for me to take it out of my mindset so whenever it comes up oh you didn't know this let me tell you and that they're upset with me because i'm telling them information that they asked me wow that's That's real brainwashing yeah because how that's crazy because how how are you telling them the truth about one day mean that you don't believe in love or anything like that? I didn't, I didn't know love was relegated to just one day. I know. <laughs> it's love day. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah, I love you today, but tomorrow's a different story. <laughs> it's no different than it, it takes on its own entity amongst people. Um, I hope I'm not jumping ahead because I, I know – James got some nice questions, but one thing I've noticed is that um, on the 4th of July on social media, um, in the black community, what do they call it? Black Facebook, black Twitter, whatever they call it. Yeah. I, I noticed that they were saying, oh, today is national, if you're black, today is national cookout day. And I'm like, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Fourth of July is Fourth of July. If you want a national cookout day, select another date, and then we do it in unison. It's not, oh, because I still want to celebrate this. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm not celebrating, just like some people do with Thanksgiving. I'm not celebrating that. I'm just celebrating my family getting together. I mean, something just can't take on a different meaning in a sense. Well, this this will start a whole other thing. Just like we have the N-word. It takes on a different meaning because I say so. No, it doesn't work that way. It's like this. It is what it is. If you want to make something else, go and put it into work. Going back to what James said, it's the easy way out. And that's what it boils down to. It's like you got to put in that work. You have to be uncomfortable. If you're comfortable in something, yeah. it ain't worth it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's facts. That's definitely true. All right. So to uh, build from that first question, um, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I want to go deeper into it. Why do you think that while there was a sort of a mass movement, quote unquote, to acknowledge and celebrate Juneteenth, that some people refused, like absolutely refused not to just not, not even acknowledge 4th of July? Like, what do you think? What's the psyche around that? So you're, you're asking about people that specifically decide not to say Yeah, like they're, they're adamant, like they refuse. Okay, that like, way you talk about me, so let me give you my definition. <laughs> the reason why I, I don't celebrate the 4th of July and never will is because, it well, for obvious reasons, the history of it, you know? During that time, um, um, uh, during, those, during those times, around that whole area, you know, people 
people looked at us as property. Literally, like a couch or this phone right here. So during that time, they looked at people as, as property. And for somebody to celebrate that, you know, 1776 and uh, Independence Day and all this stuff, that's one freedom from one European from another slave master. And we're, we're, the, we're the commodities of both of those slave masters. So to, to make a marriage with this, for someone to say they celebrate something like that is a mockery. Because after they had their little parties and celebrated the so-called uh, war and stuff, the, the independence, they went down to your quarters and raped your wife and your son. These are facts. So for someone to celebrate that and know that and have a greater understanding of it, I think that person needs a psychological evaluation. I'm serious. So I don't celebrate it at all. I don't acknowledge it whatsoever. That's funny. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I, I, what were you saying, Jim? No, I was just saying, did uh, Kay or Karen have anything to add? Yeah, I was just saying, I, I can't remember a time where I specifically celebrated it growing up um, in my household. Um, as, a, as a child, yeah, we'd say, hey, I want to go get fireworks or whatever, but never to the point where we're going out buying um, fireworks, um, red, white, and blue apparel, plates, and all that, that all those things that are associated with it. And, and the reason, like I said, the reason being is um, just having a sense of history, just, just realizing, hey, how is this possible? How can you say it's independence when at the same time, the Emancipation Proclamation was in the year 1865, you're celebrating independence of America in 1776 is what people like to argue. It says the country's independence, not necessarily the people. But you can't have a country without a people. And if we were part of that population, you can't celebrate independence if a segment of the population is not independent. So that's, that's always been, I, I'm pretty sure even though my parents never came out and said that, I'm pretty sure there was a reason for why they never made a big deal of it. So it's just, like I said, it's, I don't know, it may not be fair since it's not something I celebrated and stopped celebrating, you know, as in a sense of, hey, I, I, I realize what it is. So it's just something that has always been the case for my situation. And, um, in my perspective, we never really celebrated um, July 4th um, in, the, in the literal sense because um, it was never made for us. Um, so, I mean, I, we grew up, um, like Kay said, doing the fireworks and being outside in the street and doing that type of stuff. But as far as like dressing down like a flag and, you know, and telling the kids about the day and the history of it, and we we didn't do that because we weren't we couldn't we couldn't relate with it because it wasn't for us. So it was never like how it is in a in a Caucasian household where you know this is like an all blown out celebration. We didn't have that. So uh, I mean, even even on the on the times when it was like okay there's a cookout going on it was never like oh it's the 4th of July like it was just like a regular cookout but now it's just more it's it's just more pronounced like this is what it is like and then like now people are more acknowledging of the fact that there's Juneteenth and then there's July 4th so it's more um i think we're being educated more about it but um, I can never really think of a time where I was explained or my parents made a big deal out of it. It was a big deal. And it's still not a big deal. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, like y'all said, like, yeah, it was cookouts, the fireworks and everything like that, but it was never no American flags or anything like that. No kind of... Uh, Star Spangled Banner or none of that <laughs> other crap. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was, it was never none of that. It was just like it was just another day. 
it was a day off from school. I mean, not from, not from school, but like from like work and stuff like that. Like, but it it wasn't never really that that major. Like, you would hear people say happy happy like Fourth of July, whatever. But mostly, it was like Caucasian people that would that would say that. It was it was never never nobody in our community that's that even acknowledged it like that. You just hear, yo, you coming to the cookout? Yeah, I'll be there. You got some fireworks? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> How many people feel uncomfortable when somebody walk over to you? <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah. You know me too well. I couldn't hold it. <laughs> Uh, how, how many of you? Seriously. <laughs> when somebody walk over to you and say, hey, my man, happy 4th of July. <laughs> or, or, or Merry Christmas, the friendliest time of the year. In the other 364 days, you're an asshole and it's okay because it's the nicest time of the year. <laughs> like, come on. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Some people, would, some people would feel obligated, though. It's, it's you know it's like a, in a sense, an inside joke. Reason being, I'm gonna share this, Wiley. <laughs> we earlier, it was on the fourth. We were we were on the phone, and what were you at? A, a, a car lot or whatever. Car lot, yeah. Yeah. So, was that one of the salespersons? Yeah. <laughs> one of the salespersons. So, while we were talking, so the guy, I guess, was just trying to talk to Wiley. He was just checking stuff out. And I heard him say, happy fourth to him. Yo, Wale straight up told him, oh, man, don't say that to me. That's racist. That's <laughs> straight up told him. He's like, I'm not calling you racist, but that's a racist holiday. I don't celebrate that shit. He straight up told that man, just as clear as we talking now. He's, he said it without any hesitation. That's, that's what's so funny about it is because most of the time, you want to be like cordial. It's, I've had people say it to me, especially at work. This this is a different year because of the whole COVID thing. But mm-hmm. at work, when people say, "Oh, have a nice uh, Fourth of July, Fourth of July, or whatever," or "Have a nice holiday," I'll just nod. I mean, I don't want to get into you know a dialogue with them about it. Mm-hmm. Just, okay. I just said like how comfortable he was when he walked over to me. He said, "Hey, Happy Fourth of July." I'm like, "What?" As if, <laughs> and I'm already in a bad mood because the car I went to go buy, somebody bought it already. So we leave it at this point. And he, I'm like, Come, you can't be serious. You that ignorant. You walk over to somebody that look like me, you know, and, and to say something like that. <laughs> That's yeah. just rude. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you, you, you can't. You was 100 with it. <laughs> he was like, "No, nah, don't, don't say." It. That's like that meme that goes around with uh, Black Panther slapping Captain America, Captain America saying "Happy Fourth," and then <laughs> they're like, "We don't do that here." We don't do that. Yeah. All right. So the next question is: uh, What significance does the Declaration of Independence hold for Black and Brown people, when even in 2020, all men and women are not viewed as equal? Thomas Jefferson was a super racist, and I believe he was the author of that. For him to say that he believes that all people, all men are created equal, but they have us as three-fifths of, of a human being, which is subhuman. So basically denoting, in a way, in his literature, saying that everybody else is okay, except for these people. So it's okay to treat them as beasts, because that's exactly what they are. So they don't have a soul or a conscience. So let's treat them like animals and exclude them, but everybody else. But as an instant contradiction that I see, every man created equal, only difference is the complexion. So to say something like that, you already know his attic is a little dusty. So, and, and, and to compare that to, 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 uh, to a person that you went to go and kidnap to help you, it's, it's not help, to force, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. Anybody that respects that is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't know what more I can add to that. It's, um, yeah, like you said, um, to this day, it's people are still fighting for the right to be acknowledged as an equal. And, and you still have those 
um, within power, those politicians who can make changes within the, there could be amendments, more amendments to the constitution. I, one thing, one of my biggest, my biggest beefs with this country is the whole constitution. They, they declare it as, yo, our forefathers were so ahead of their time. Uh, this, this document that they put together, it was A, B, and C, but you know, those were flawed men. And for the fact that people can't be realistic and say, hey, take into, they always, they always use the defense, take into account the time period at which this was occurring. Based upon this history, um, these people, they were doing what the majority of the people were doing. But at the same time, guess what? They wouldn't enslave their cousin. They wouldn't want their, their family member enslaved. They wouldn't want their family member raped or beaten, chastised, molested, etc. So it, it, you you know these people knew right from wrong. It's just that people give them excuses and just make it okay for them to slide because there needs to be more amendments to this constitution when it comes to declaring what equal is because it's like animal farm. Some people are more equal than than others. At the bottom at the at the end of the day and i think it needs to be addressed in, in a real sense and maybe um supreme the supreme court needs to take a look at it and they need to amend it bottom line um, for me uh, the declaration of independence really holds no real value because i don't see myself as an equal when um i mean even going for uh, certain loans and, um, and doing certain things that other, other people uh, of, I, I would, I mean, white people, you know, get approved for these things and uh, without even looking at their past histories and, you know, and, and what they did a lot of times. And you go in there, the first thing that they're doing is judging you by just your appearance and the way that you talk and articulate your words or, you know, it could be something very small. Uh, so, I mean, the rights that others, that white people have and the rights that we so-called have are not equal. So, I mean, it has no significance to me. All of them were slave owners. Mm -hmm. Every last one of them was a slave owner. So to say all men are created equal, and what uh, and what Kunle said, what Kay said, when he said that uh, that was I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I totally forgot that when you said that they need to amend it. So if we think about this in the literary context, and they're leaving it that way, now I'm starting to wonder why police are getting away with so many murders of so-called black people and and, uh, and other people as well, non-white people. So because if they're not declaring that as a murder because it's not a human being, it gives the impression that it's okay to do so and it's lawful to do so. You follow me? Mm, that's an interesting point. So if they don't change it, it's not, it's not like they're doing anything. If they make some type of rep amendment or punishment, oh, we did this because of the media. But you really didn't do anything wrong in their eyes. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, the Declaration of Independence and that in the title alone, who are they de declaring independence for? Because it, def it definitely wasn't for us. Mm -hmm. And I believe even to this day that in certain parts of the Constitution and stuff like that, we're still listed as three-fifths of a person. I don't think they ever amended that. I'm going to look into it. I don't think so either, but I'm going to look into it. Yeah, I think I, I, heard, I think I heard somewhere that they never changed that. Because the nature of the document and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's like it's crazy. Like this, uh, it's even people out here that think that we we're we get more rights than than them as Caucasian people because affirmative action and things like that. And they and they they're brave enough to even say that. Like you have more rights than me, and I'm like, in what world, what universe, like? What what kind of psychotropic drugs are you taking that makes you think that 
we have more rights. Affirmative action is a program that had to be started because we didn't have rights. But think about that in context. All right, listen, Karen, I'm going to hire you for this job, but I can't hire you because I, you're high visibility. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> create rights to make you a human being just so you can get a job. What you think about that? Like, how does that sound? How does that conversation work? <laughs> but see, like most people that benefit from affirmative action are not blacks. They're white women because white women are also considered in affirmative action. So most of the, the, the opportunities that, that go out in the affirmative action um, laws are usually pertaining and beneficial for white women. And a lot of people don't know that. That's a good point. Yeah, that definitely is. That's a gem. Bing! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so like, even that point, like them thinking that affirmative action works in our favor, it clearly doesn't. What happens is that especially in corporate America, we end up being uh, what they like to call quota hires where they have to have a certain quota. Mm. They have to have a certain number of this, what they, they like to use diversity, but it's not really diversity. It's, wow. it's forced, it's forced in their hand because you know, if they, if they really wanted to do their kind of diversity, it would be like uh, six white men and two white women. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, touching on what Kay was talking about, about the uh, speech, uh, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July. Um, the conclusion of that speech goes, the rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought light and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th, 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. How can this line be utilized to enlighten uh, people in our community on why this day is not for us? I think it's self-explanatory. That I, I totally forgot that's how we ended it. And just hearing that now resonates with me like, you know, um, it's self-explanatory. He's basically saying, he's basically saying that you feel this way because you enjoy it with your people. To my people, I can't enjoy that, so I can't relate. And it's my suffering. And it's your, your heaven. Your victory. Exactly. Your heaven on earth. So it's self-explanatory. It's very powerful, too. Definitely. Okay, Karen. I uh, what I what what I take from that is what anybody else will take from it. It's just like, and because a lot of people don't even know that these things exist because they don't look any further than what the mainstream media represents on TV and puts out. Um, a lot of people don't even know that um, if you're not conscious and already enlightened, and you're you know reading and, and, and researching and going beyond what you see, you would you would miss this. So putting it here for people to hear is in itself a way to help the people become enlightened. Uh, because um, like Wale said, um, it's just self-explanatory. The words are deep and they cut deep. Um, and, and, and if you can't understand what he is trying to articulate your you are the problem plain and simple mm. definitely Gem <laughs> <laughs> <Gym> drop <laughs> yeah what about you Kay? um I, I mean i don't have much more to add uh because i mean i don't know who needs to have that interpreted for them you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's as vivid as could be, but um, I, I know that it's almost like relating back to that, your very first question, um, I, I see 
there are people that do believe that, you know, there's people, the Ben Carsons of the world, that believe, believe that there is no such thing as oppression. Um, still relevant in that we did achieve, we did achieve all of what um, Frederick Douglass spoke upon. And in their warped world, somehow they, they believe that they are accepted in this, in this country. But I guess it, that's, that's why it gives them a sense of they can celebrate. I've, I've heard people, especially um, people in the military, they feel as though they have to, they, their, their allegiance, it's more or less of an allegiance. Despite knowing of Juneteenth, um, they feel as though, hey, I, it would be um, turning my back on my country, which they actively are in duty for. So I, 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 they might feel compromised to a sense, which that's another discussion for the mere fact that they're in the military to begin with, mm -hmm. that's my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I just feel as though, I guess it all depends upon your level of consciousness when it comes to when it comes to these things. And like I said, there, there are some that do believe that that applies to them. But like we said, um, there will come a time when those people are no longer needed, and then they get their their wake up call. So. Yeah, that's all I can add to that. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. But I think the main issue is is that speeches like this and information like this is unknown to some people in our community. So they don't even know that this speech even exists. So them watching this show right now, this is their first time even hearing this. So like Karen said, this will this may enlighten some. Some people may see it and be like, "Well, I'm gonna still do what I'm gonna do because I'm American." At the end of the day, whatever whatever that means for us. But um, you know, just getting this information out there, like sharing this, what we do on this show, trying to liberate minds. We have to keep pushing this information out there because it's a lot of people in our community that have never done any research besides what's given to them in European textbooks. And that's just the honest to God truth. And it's unfortunate, but it's like, sometimes you gotta open your mind and realize that the one path that you've been traveling down is not the only path available to you. Just cause you're being guided down that one path doesn't mean you have to stay there. You can branch off sometimes if you want and expand and grow and evolve. So I think that, you know, like I said, we keep doing this with the show. We put this information out there. Some people, hopefully they get that wake up call and realize that like we keep saying over and over again, the 4th of July is not for us, never will be. So now do your research and find out why. If, you're, if you weren't aware before the show, and now that you are aware, do your research. Find out more. You don't have to just take us for our word. Do your own research. Don't don't just uh, take the easy way easy way out and just be like, okay, since they said it, I'm just gonna go with it, but not have not know why. You gotta you can't you gotta go beyond the surface. You can't just be surface level all the time. You gotta dig deeper. You gotta you know find that gold or find find that diamond, you know? Just you can't you can't just like have the jewels dropped in your hand all the time. I think um if they read the autobiography, the all three of them of Frederick Douglass, mm -hmm. they will understand before they finish the first book. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he had three autobiographies. I have all three of them in my library over there now. Oh. And I read all three of them. So I think what our people need to see 
is the transition between people when they become great people, when they're in a impoverished decision, uh, position, or they're in a position of enslavement, and they up from slavery, and they rise up and, you know, and become great people at the face of adversity. Reading his book almost feels like I'm talking to him. It's, it's very similar to the autobiography of Malcolm X. So as I'm reading that book, he breaks down his feelings. Now think about that, recollecting to how one felt when they were seven and can actually remember that intimately and can articulate that in that time frame where it still resonates today and the residue is still everywhere. So as I read the second one, he talks, he, he, does, he doesn't contradict himself. He refers back to his thinking during that time saying he knows better now. And his third one is deeper. So that's when it applies to the last line you said of that, uh, that speech, because I'm starting to remember now. If people were, if our people were to read his autobiographies, they are beautiful. I think it will really open up, it will really liberate a lot of minds. So that's what I wanted to add to. I just thought about it when you said that, so I apologize. No, 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 it's fine. That's, that's good information. That conversation goes right back to that evolution that people don't, a lot of times they stagnate themselves and don't move forward. And then you can't get from one point from, from A to Z, you have to go from A to B to C to D. Like you can't just jump and, and think because, okay, you got this little bit of information now you're going to jump all the way to, you know, uh, somewhere where you have no no ground. Like, you know, like you have to be able to say, okay, this is a process. Like you can't you can't skip steps. And then that that's that's I think that that's the problem in our communities. Like a lot of people get so beat down and run down by the things that have happened in the past, in the present, and they're already anxious about their future. So that that evolution doesn't really take place because you stagnate yourself when all the information that you need is right in a book. Like, Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, you're right yeah, about that. Bro. So what you, what you think about uh, what Karen said about the mindset of people are not even wanting to have the concept of thinking about it until they get the book and read it. And when they get the book and read it, how they will, you know, develop a, a understanding. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I was sitting up, I was sitting there trying to digest what you were saying, Karen, because um, it, like, you, like when you mentioned um, someone being stagnant, it, it could come in a sense of once they do take that journey, once a person does take that journey and likes to be enlightened, want to be enlightened uh, upon uh, their history, um, there, there are cases where they, they pick up, they start, and they just, they just stop. They get comfortable with the little bit of information that they possess and Early on, I was guilty of that. It's like, okay, I think it started off with the autobiography of Malcolm X. I read that. I read that, I think within one year, I read it like three times. So I thought that's all I needed to know. And um, I went out and I would have discussions with people. And then I started um, undergrad at Temple University. And I remember one of my, my classes was, um, what was it? It was black psychology. And I went into that class thinking, yo, this is gonna be a breeze. Based upon me reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, little did I know, literally, little did I know. You know what I mean? And it, 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 took, it took someone to push me in a sense to understand, hey, there's there's other avenues to which I can get information and it can apply to other positions of life. And I, I, I'm thankful that I took a class like that and I just, it, it gave me that drive to want to know more. And what you did, because 
have like books, Christian Dia, um, like books by Dr. Zebo, Dr. Asante, which are all pretty much centered around Pan-Africanism as well as you have, well, I know we get in trouble with the word nationalism, but black nationalists, mm-hmm. Bobby Wright. It's interesting material in those. I, I know I know some people like to twist and say black nationalism is a form of hatred or whatever, but not when it's, it's, it's talking on the psyche, it's talking on the psyche of us and how we got into this position. And I think that once, once somebody goes down different avenues, they can appreciate and they can understand more of, it's almost like knowing your purpose within life. And I think, I think if our people were to spend some time and get to know these, um, different, these different perspectives within our history, I think, I think it'll, I think it'll make a difference in their lives and their, mo- their motivations within life. So yeah, when you, when you said the stagnant, I, I just, it was, I was just reminiscent on how, my journey began because like I said, it's just, like I said, there are some people you take that one book and then you stop and then you think you know it all, but it, it's, it's forever going on. You got to forever learn. That's one thing. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to touch on the point when you were talking about um, black nationalists, how people may take it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a difference because when you talk about white nationalism, it's referring to their, them securing their supremacy. Black nationalism is repairing and rebuilding our mentality and our sense of self. So that's a huge difference. One is an actual hate group or a hate mentality, and one is a love of self and returning to that love of self and actually knowing who you are. So for people that may have took that the wrong way, there you go. Yeah, um, every time I hear people say black nationalism, I hear people frown and cringe, well, cringe every time they say that. And I look and I'm like, I I just don't understand it. I don't understand what's wrong with taking care of oneself. What's wrong with taking care of one's people? That's rhetorical. Now, it, it bothers people and it threatens people because if a bunch of people who are enslaved mentally and physically, mentally worse than the physical, which reinforces it, you know, and they start to understand who they are and what they bring to the world and what, and what they once were doing before they were kidnapped, human trafficked, and then enslaved in that order. Then it brings the concept of identity. Well, who am I really? Now, why is that dangerous? That's dangerous for this reason, because once one finds out what they were doing at a certain time period, they realize they can once do that again. But the pinnacle of it is this. It also makes that person think, what was the the climate and what was the reason? Once we figure these things out, then we start thinking and we get the precipitation of brainstorming of all these thoughts and memories and different traditions. Once we figure these things out, we know who we are. That's when the avenue changes. Now to the opposition, they wouldn't want that because James, all of you, If I once told you all the great things that your ancestors have been doing for many centuries, do I I still expect to keep all of you slaves? Not at all. If I take everything from you and ruin the first generation, which would be the parents, and brainwash the offsprings, the children, in which they have never seen their homeland, they've never... Uh, experience the traditions and then I insert the indoctrination and programming where they feel that they just happen to be born a slave and they think well this is regular life purpose of book breaking well, we, that's for another episode so that's just how I feel about that I get real passionate about that because it bothers me a lot so. yeah I mean that's understandable man but you know it's actually a great segue to the the title of the show, The Liberated Minds. Your mind is the most powerful thing. They enslave your mind, so goes the body and everything else. 
So exactly. you, got, you got to be stronger than that. To put in the ice T's words, my lethal, my lethal weapon is my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on that note, man, another great I show. I would like to show the audience these uh these books of uh uh the Honorable Frederick Douglass because if one were to look up Frederick Douglass autobiography, you're probably gonna find one. Mm-hmm. I was able to find all three. Let me get those books for y'all. Trade. Yeah, definitely. Make sure y'all get these books too. And actually read them. Don't just let them collect dust. I I know a little bit about Frederick Douglass, but I think I need to brush up so I'll be looking at these books myself. The best yeah, I, part of I, I, me too. Here's the first one. It's called it's called Life and Time Life and Times of Frederick Douglass. Look at the price. How much was that drink you bought at the bar? This was five dollars. Wow, man, that's it right here. And then you have this one, my bondage and my freedom. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one I know about. Yeah. 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 And then you have this one, and this is even a oh, wow. Look at the price on this. I came up four dollars. Wow. I've seen yeah. that too in my one of my literature classes, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all three, and they talk about different time frames of his uh, of different time frames of his life. And it's, it's beautiful the way he articulates it. Just reading this thing like, wow, it sounds like he wrote this yesterday by the relevancy of it. So yeah. just want to make sure that everybody see, has seen that. Uh, that's, that's important, man. Wow. But once again, thank you for tuning in. This was episode eight. Um, you know, as always, one accord, one love. Peace. We out. Peace. All right. Deuces. This generation under so much pressure Held to a standard impossible to measure Without guys, they suffer No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother Not the fin for the one in the mirror Self-image disorder, can't get no clearer Damn, lost souls devoured by the streets Ain't no fairy tales or yellow bricks By their feet, only crack vials and shell cases Looking for hope, but...